Well, hello, hello, hello. And how are we all today? Are we all good? We have a very, very sunny day outside. Um, so, and I'm not working till this afternoon. So, woo! <laughs> how exciting is that? I've got a whole morning to myself. So, are we all okay? Are we all good? Well, I hope so. But before I read any stories, I have a hello to say. Um, I have a little girl who would like to say hello to me and hello to everybody else who's listening. How exciting is that? She just wants to say hi to everyone. So I'm going to wave to everyone. Hi. And this is from Scarlett. And she is seven years old and where do you think she lives she lives on the isle of wight which is just across the water from me if i go to the beach and stand on the beach and look out to the water i can see the isle of wight I can't see Australia and I can't see Singapore, where all these other people come from, but I can see the Isle of Wight. <laughs> so next time I go to the beach, Scarlet, <clears throat> I will stand on the beach and wave to you and say, hi, Scarlet, and see if you can see me. <laughs> I doubt very much whether you will, but you never know. You could be looking through a telescope or binoculars, couldn't you? So, which is very nice of her to say hi to everybody, isn't it? Not just to me. So, she would like the next chapter of The Wishing Chair, which is good because that was what I was going to read today anyway. All worked out well. Win-win for everybody. <laughs> so, we are on chapter, ooh, what's this, 13 of The Wishing Chair stories and it's called the chair runs away again oh my goodness it's getting to be quite a naughty chair this isn't it <clears throat> so one afternoon molly peter and binky were in the playroom together playing at kings and queens they each took it in turns to be a king or a queen and they wore the red rug for a cloak and a cardboard crown covered with gold paper. The wishing chair was the throne. It was Peter's turn to be king. He put on the crown and wound the red rug around his shoulders for a cloak. He did feel grand. He sat down in the wishing chair and arranged the cloak around him so that it fell all round the chair and onto the floor too, just like a real king's cloak. Then Molly and Binky had to curtsy and bow to him and ask for his commands. He could tell them to do anything he liked. Your Majesty, what would you have me do today? asked Molly, curtsying low. I would have you go and pick me six dandelions, six daisies and six buttercups, said Peter grandly, waving his hand. Molly curtsied again and walked out backwards, nearly falling over a stool as she did so. Then Binky asked Peter what he was to do for him. 
Your Majesty, what would you have me do? He said, bowing low. I would have you go to the cupboard and get me a green sweet out of the bottle there, said Peter commandingly. Binky went to the cupboard. He couldn't see the bottle at first. He moved the tins about and hunted for it. He didn't see what was happening behind him. Peter didn't see either. But what was happening was that the wishing chair was growing its wings under the red rug that was all around its legs. Peter sat in the chair, waiting impatiently for his commands to be obeyed. And the chair flapped its wings under the rug and wondered why it could not flap them as easily as usual. Molly was in the garden, gathering the flowers that Peter had ordered. Binky was still hunting for the bottle of sweets. The wishing chair flapped its wings harder than ever. and It suddenly rose into the air and flew swiftly out of the door before Peter could jump out and before Binky could catch hold of it. It was gone. Hey, Molly, Molly, yelled Binky. Binky in alarm. The wishing chair's gone and Peter's gone with it. Molly came tearing into the playroom. I saw it, said she panted. Oh, why didn't Peter or you see that its wings had grown? Now it's gone off with Peter and we don't know where. We didn't see its wings growing because the rug hid its legs, said Binky. It must have grown them under the rug and flown off before any of us guessed. Well, what shall we do? asked Molly. What will happen to Peter? Mm, it depends where he's gone, said Binky. Did you see where, which way the chair went? Towards the west, said Molly. Peter was yelling and shouting like anything, but he couldn't stop the chair. Well, we'd better go on a journey of our own, said Binky. I'll catch Farmer Straw's two geese again. They won't like it much, but it can't be helped. We must go after Peter and the chair somehow. <clears throat> he ran off down to the farm. Presently, Molly heard the noise of flapping wings and down from the sky came Binky, riding on the back of one of the geese and leading the other by a piece of thick string. The geese hissed angrily as they came to the ground. They are most annoyed about it, said Binky to Molly. They only came when I promised that I wouldn't let Farmer Straw take them to market next week. Hissed the big geese. And one tried to peck at Molly's chubby legs. Binky smacked it. Behave yourself, he said. If you peck Molly, I'll change your beak into a trumpet and then you'll only be able to toot, not cackle or hiss. Molly laughed. You do say some funny things, Binky, she said. She got onto the goose's back. Up in the air it went, flapping its enormous white wings. We'll go to the cloud castle first of all, said Binky. The fairies there may have seen Peter going by and can tell us where they think the chair might have been going. So they flew to an enormous white cloud that towered up into the sky. As they drew near, 
Molly could see that it had turrets and was really a cloud castle. Oh, she thought it was the loveliest thing she had ever seen. There was a great gateway in the cloud castle. The geese flew through it and landed in a misty courtyard. Molly was just going to get off when Binky shouted to her, Don't get off, Molly! You haven't got cloud shoes on and you'll fall straight through to the earth below. Molly stayed on her goose. Small fairies dressed in all the colours of the rainbow came running into the courtyard, chattering in delight to see Molly and Binky. They wore cloud shoes, rather like big flat snowshoes, and with this they were able to step safely on the cloud that made their castle. Come in and have some lemonade, cried the little folk. But Binky shook his head. We're looking for a boy in a flying chair, he said. Have you seen him? Yes, cried the fairies crowding round the geese, who cackled and hissed at them. He passed about 15 minutes ago. The chair had wings and was flying strongly towards the west. Hurry and you may catch it up. Thank you, cried Binky. He shook the string reins of his goose and he and Molly flew up into the air once more and went steadily westwards. There is a gnome who lives in a tall tower some miles westward, said Binky. It's so tall that it sticks out above the clouds. We'll make for there and see if he's seen anything of Peter and the chair. The geese flew on, cackling to one another. They were still in a bad temper. Binky kept a lookout for the tall tower, but Molly saw it first. It looked very strange. It was sticking right through a big black cloud. And as it was made of bright silver, it shone brilliantly. There was a small window at the top. It was open. The geese flew down to the windowsill and Binky stuck his head inside. Hi! Gnome of the Tower, are you in? Yes, yelled a voice. If that's a baker, leave me a brown loaf, please. It isn't the baker, shouted Binky. Come on up here. Well, if it's a butcher, leave me a pound of sausages, yelled the voice. It isn't the butcher, shouted back Binky, getting cross. And it isn't the milkman or the grocer or the newspaper boy or the fishmonger either. And it isn't the postman, cried Molly. It's Binky and Molly. The gnome was surprised. He climbed up the many steps of his tower till he came to the top. Then he put his head out of the window and gaped in amazement to see Molly and Binky on their two geese. Hello, he said. Where do you come from? Oh, never mind that, said Binky. We've come to ask you if you've seen a boy on a flying chair. Yes, said the gnome at once. He passed about 20 minutes ago. I thought he was a king or something because he wore a gold crown. He was going towards the land of the scallywags. Oh my, said Binky in dismay. Are you sure? Of course I am, said the gnome, nodding his big head. I thought he was the baker coming at first. 
Oh, you think everyone is the baker, said Pinky. And he jerked the reins of his goose. Come on, goose, to the land of the scallywags. The geese flew off. The gnome climbed out on the windowsill and began to polish his silver tower with a big check duster. Does he keep that tower polished himself, said Molly in surprise. Goodness, it must keep him busy all the week. It does, said Binky, grinning, because as soon as he's done it all and reached the top, the bottom is dirty again and he has to begin all over again. Binky, you didn't sound very pleased when you knew that Peter and the chair had gone to the land of the scallywags, said Molly. Why weren't you? Well, the scallywags are horrid people, said Binky. You see, to that land go all the bad folk of Fairyland, Goblinland, Brownie Town, Pixieland, Gnome Country and the rest. And they call themselves scallywags, for they are just as horrid as they sound. If Peter goes there, he will be treated like a scallywag and expected to steal and tell fibs and behave very badly. And if he doesn't, they will say he is a spy and look him up. Oh, Binky, I do think that's horrid, said Molly in dismay. Peter will hate being in a land like that. Well, don't worry, I dare say we shall be able to rescue him all right, said Binky. Though really, he had no idea at all how to save Peter. Binky himself had never been to the land of scallywags before. The geese cackled and hissed. They were getting tired. Binky hoped they would be able to go on flying till they reached scallywag land. Molly leant over and looked down. Look, Binky, she said, is that scallywag land? Do you see those houses down there and that funny railway line and that river with those ships on it? Yes, said Binky, that must be scallywag land. Down geese and land there. The geese flew downwards. They landed by the river and as soon as Binky and Molly had jumped off, the two geese paddled into the water and began to swim. Binky tied their strings to a post, for it was afraid they might fly off. A scallywag ran up to him. Where do you come from? he asked. Are you messengers from anywhere? No, Binky, we've come to look for someone who came to this land by mistake. We want to take him back. No one leaves this land once they're here, said the scallywag. I believe... You are spies. Indeed we are not, said Molly. The scallywag drew a whistle from his belt and blew on it loudly. Binky looked alarmed. He caught hold of Molly's hand. Run, he said. If they think we're spies, they will lock us up. Off went the two, running at top speed, with the angry scallywag after them. They didn't know where they were going. They only knew that they must run and run and run. Oh my goodness, that's awful. Where all those awful people go, awful fairy folk and gnomes and things, and they all go to the land of scallywags. 
Ooh, that doesn't sound good at all, does it? So let's hope, let's hope that they manage to find Peter and the chair. Although it's a naughty chair for taking him there, really, isn't it? And let's hope they all manage to escape. But that is the end of the story today. So maybe we find out tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah. So, Scarlet, I hope you enjoyed that story. <laughs> and I hope that everybody else did as well. And I am going to go... I think I might go and make myself another cup of coffee. <laughs> Have some breakfast. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. My porridge for breakfast, I think. So, um, I will hopefully see you all tomorrow. What do you think? Yes? And I will get up out of bed and I'll sit in my comfy story time chair and we'll finish, or hopefully finish, the story of the wishing chair. Okay? So, until then, you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Make sure that you're good. <laughs> and make sure you take care and stay safe so that I see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.